Father's Day. Um, to all you papas, all you dads out there, um, we want to wish everybody a happy Father's Day. And what an awesome job by our worship team today, um, just all the way around. Um, from Kenny Chesney to this, yeah, it was just awesome. Hey, we are in a series called Redneck, and um, today, if, if you've never been to our church before, we don't do this um, very much, um, so we don't have people out in a avalanche that's totally American flagged out yelling at people while you walk in, um, but we don't go redneck every week, but we're doing this for the next four weeks. It's a really, really fun series, um, and before we get started today, I want to just let you know about next week. Next week, um, we are doing a song by Chris Stapleton called Broken Halos, and I'm going to be speaking on what do you do when life feels broken? Well, what do you, what do, you do then? Um, when the camper's been torn apart and you're trying to fix it with duct tape and it doesn't look like what you thought it would look like, what, what do you do then? What do you do when life is full of broken halos? And so if you know somebody going through a difficult time, if you know about somebody that, man, it just life feels broken right now, make sure you invite them to come with you next week. Um, I know all this is kind of a little much, um, but I think it's awesome and I love it. And so we hope... And, all this includes me. Um, I know it's a little much at times, <laughs> but um, man, invite somebody to come with you because it's going to be a great week next week. Today, I want to talk to you, though, about the topic. We give a redneck term to each sermon, um, and my redneck term this week is called slicker than snot. Slicker than snot. Now, I'm pretty sure no other pastor has talked about slicker than snot. Um, and so today, today, we are going to talk about slicker than snot. What does it mean? What slicker than snot mean? Well, there is no definition to slicker than snot. Be surprised. Um, it's not in the Webster's Dictionary. Um, it's not even on Urban Dictionary. And so this is the, the definition according to Justin Graves. Um, slicker than snot is defined as this, to be very slick indeed. Slicker than snot is defined <laughs> to be very slick indeed. And so, um, as all of us have kind of experienced, and, and some of us, I've said it, you're like, oh, that's slicker and snot. You know, you just, you just go through life. Some of you have said this. Now, I have. And this has all happened. You have had a slicker and snot experience in your life. I guarantee almost 90% of you have experienced what I've experienced. Um, you go out, maybe you're washing the car, maybe you step on your yard and it's wet, and you're in your favorite flip-flops or your favorite house shoes and you've had them for a while and there's no traction on them. You know what I'm talking about. They're smooth on the bottom. And you start walking back inside and you decide to go through the garage, right? And you hit that garage with those wet flip-flops and you do the Scooby-Doo move. You know what I'm talking about. You're like, uh, you know, and you have that one moment where you're like, uh, you know, and it's like, you, you just, you, yes, you just, whoa, you know, and you try to catch yourself and you stop at that moment and you say, that's slicker than snot, you know? You've, you've experienced those moments, you know, when you hit the ice um, that you didn't see in the parking lot, and you're like, oh, you know, and it takes all your muscles, and it's, it's the slicker that's not moment. And, and, and what I have discovered is when things become slick, things become hazardous, things become dangerous. And today I want to talk to you about a topic called compromise, because compromise is the slicker than snot area of your life. It's the moment, it's the area 
where when we start to compromise, when we allow compromise to enter into our life and to become a part of our life, things become slick and things become hazardous to who God has called us to become, to the people who are in connection and relationships with us because we have allowed compromise to creep in. The Bible says this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 22. We did a whole series on 1 Thessalonians 5.18, but it, it simply says this. It's, it's a bunch of to-do lists that Paul lists out to the church uh, in 1 Thessalonians. It says, always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. And, and check this part out, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. If you're a follower of Christ, this is his will. This is his purpose for you, for me, is that we are always joyful, we're always praying, and we're thankful even in the tough times, in all circumstances. And it keeps going on. That's where we usually stop. But verse 19 says this, do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Don't scoff at prophecies. But test everything that is said. And here's the part I really want us to focus on today. Hold on to what is good. And stay away from every kind of evil. Hold on. That takes effort. Hold on to what is good. And stay away from every kind of evil. Both of those things take effort. Check out what Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1 says. It says, so we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard or we may drift away from it. This is, this is, I'm, I'll leave this up here for a little bit because this is huge. If you and I, we can live this verse out it will save us from so much compromise. It will save us from so much heartbreak, but it takes effort to listen carefully, doesn't it? It, it takes effort to stop what you're doing and to focus when your wife is talking to you today and the final round of the US Open is on. It's real right now, isn't it, Steve? It takes, you, you have to pause it Turn with a smile, because she's probably doing something nice because it's Father's Day today. And be like, yes, babe. You know, it, to listen, to listen very carefully to the truth we have heard. Man, that doesn't just happen. You have to position your life. You have to make your life do that. So we must listen very carefully to, to the truth we have heard, or... We may drift away from it. Doesn't take any effort to drift. It doesn't take any effort to drift, to just float away. I read a story this week um, about, I just start, anytime I know I'm preaching on a certain topic, I'm like, story of a man who drifted the furthest away. And it was like some guy who drifted for a whole year um, and got caught in a storm. His, his boat took off and they found him on an island. It's like the real life Tom Cruise movie of Castaway. This guy was it. I mean, he was all grangely bearded. I mean, he, it was like a real Tom Cruise castaway. I was like, no way. And so I like, because 
believe it or not, not everything you read on Facebook and the internet's true. Um, I know, shocking. So I made sure I doubled up on my sources like, whoa, that's crazy. But you know what, it didn't take, he didn't have to try to get into trouble, he just got there. He didn't have to try to drift. Man, life just took him that way. And hear me, when we allow compromise to come into our life, I'm not talking about compromise in your relationships. If you're married in this place, you're going to have to learn to compromise. It's not your way or the highway. That's not good, sound marriage advice. This is, does not apply to your relationships, but this does apply to your relationship with the Lord. This does apply to the godly principles that God has called us to because believe it or not, God has never called you to compromise on his principles. And when we compromise, when we allow compromise, things become slick. Things become hazardous. And we start to drift because we're no longer listening very carefully to the truth we have heard. And so today I wanna talk to you about how do we not allow our life to become slicker than snot. And the first thing I would tell you is this, is that the choices you make and the company you keep will define who you become. The choices you make and the company you keep will define who you become. Every parent in here, if you're not here and you're watching online, you need to wake up your teenager at your lake house and make them watch this during second service today during 1045. Every parent and adult in here, you need to hear this right now because this point right here, this message on compromise is as important to you as it is your teenager. Compromise does not have a shelf life on it. It has consequences no matter what time it hits your life. The choices you make and the company you keep will define who you become. Here's the first thing I would tell you is what you choose, you become. What you choose, you become. John Wooden said this, there's a choice you have to make in everything you do. So keep in mind that in the end, the choices you make makes you. Understand, the choices you make, make you. The the, the choices we make on a daily basis lead to what our life becomes. And if we decide to compromise now, there'll be consequences later. If we decide, man, I'm I'm just, I, I know the right choice, I know what the truth is, but I'm just gonna drift a little bit here, it's not that big of a deal, and it's, it's just uh, everything else, everyone else my age is doing this, and all society is doing it, and look, it's not hurting them. If you allow yourself to drift, compromise now leads to consequences later. Because what you choose, you become. The Bible says this in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 15, the simple believes everything. The simple simply means this, one easily persuaded and enticed. The simple believes anything, I mean believes everything, but the prudent, which means the cautious, the prudent gives thoughts to his steps. Are you cautious about the steps you are taking in your life because your choices are are the steps to your life? 
The choices you make are the steps your life is taking. And the Bible says this, the, the simple, the, the ones that are easily enticed, the ones who believe anything and everything, man, they don't, they don't give a second thought. They just, they just believe it. They believe everything. Hey, no harm, no foul. Nothing's going to happen. I'm not going to have to, you know, pay any consequences. This, this decision isn't going to affect me down the road. This decision now isn't going to, my actions now isn't going to have any consequences to it. No, 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 no. That's the simple-minded. The simple believes everything, but the prudent, the cautious, man, gives thoughts to his steps. He's cautious before he makes a choice. He's cautious before he makes a decision. And it's amazing to me when we start to compromise, this is what happens. We become simple. We, we become enticed and we believe everything. And we think when we become, when we allow compromise to enter our life, that there are going to be no consequences, that our situation is the exception to the rule, right? That's what we believe. That's what our friends believe. You've seen mom and dad do it. You've seen your friends do it. Maybe you've done it and you're like, oh, oh but, 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 but we're, we're different. We, ha we have a different kind of relationship. Oh, oh our, our marriage is different, so we can do this and it won't affect us negatively. You know, we, we, we're, 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 I know what you're saying, Justin, but, but we're different. Can I tell you, that's being simple. That's believing everything. That's being enticed and persuaded by everything. And compromise wants to make you the exception of the rule. And hear me, man, this is tweetable right here. This is, this is like a fortune cookie message to me because there's so many one-liners. But you may not always get what you want, but you always get what you choose. Woo, that was good. You may not always get what you want. Man, you may not be born into the situation you wanted. You may not, you may not get what you want, but you always get what you choose. And the Bible says this in Proverbs 27, 12, a prudent person, a careful person, foresees danger and takes precautions. A, 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 a cautious person sees what's coming, sees what's ahead, he foresees danger ahead and he takes action. He makes choices, she makes choices to avoid compromise and allowing their life to become slick. But the simpleton, the simple-minded, goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. It reminds me of Pringles. Now, Pringles, they, they've got this stupid little peel top now, right? Used to, old school Pringles had the little thing that you like popped it, you know what I'm saying? And their theme was what? Once you pop, you can't, bam. Now it's once you peel, you, there's nothing you can do with that. You can heal. I mean, I don't know what rhymes with that. You know, but, but, but here's, let, let's say their theme is still once you pop, you can't stop. That, here's the problem. I, I, I am a pretty healthy eater for the most part, except for today when my wife has made peach cobbler and coconut cream pie. Glory to God. The Lord is good. It's going to be a good day. Uh, but I, I don't buy Pringles 
because I have no self-control when it comes to a can of Pringles. Can we just be honest in this place? It's like barbecue lay chips. Like once I open a bag of barbecue lay chips, forget it, forget it. It's gonna be 150 chips later and I'm done. <clears throat> when I open a can of Pringles to say, hey, let's just have one, that's a joke. I've never known anybody in the history of the world to eat one Pringle, right? I mean, I'm not saying, oh, I can eat one. I'm gonna make a point, look, Justin, I did it. Okay, smart aleck. But if nobody was watching, you aren't eating one Pringle. Once you pop that can, once you open it, it's hard to stop. And this is how we grab Pringles. Let's be real, right? You don't grab them one at a time. You grab as many as your finger can get and you go after that thing. That, that's, and the thing is this, it's saying once you start, oh, you can't stop. Once you start, it's really hard to stop. And can I tell you, that's compromise. Man, that's compromise. Once you open that door, once you pop that can open, it's hard to stop. It's just, it's just, it's just, one, it's just one lie. But when you start saying it's just one lie, it's easy to make it a second lie, a third lie, a fourth lie. It's just one compromise of a principle, Justin. And I, I think you're just being a little extreme, but once you pop and once you open, the door to compromise, it's a lot easier to compromise the second time and the third time. Well, well, Justin, you know, nobody's looking and nobody will even know and nobody will know if I'm cheating on my taxes. Oh, it just got real up in here. Um, but no, but nobody, no, 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 you know, it's just it's the IRS. They take too much money anyways. I, I hear it, but, but once you open that door, once you allow life to become slippery, it's really hard to stop compromise. And the Bible says this, it's not that you miss out on opportunities, it's not that the, the, the simple man just, just misses opportunities or anything, but it says this, is that it, you suffer the consequences. Once you start engaging in a relationship you have no business engaging in, but you, once you pop, you can't stop. Stuff. Well, I'm not really doing anything, but, but, but once you start, it's hard to stop. Once you go to that website, it's hard to stop going back to that website. See, the choices you make will make you. When you decide to bring uh, compromise into those choices, you compromise who God has called you to be. The other thing is I would tell you is this, is that association brings assimilation. Association brings assimilation. What do you mean? That's a big word. You don't ever use big words, Justin. Association brings assimilation. It, it, it means this, is that association, you start, whoever you're associating with, you start becoming absorbed with. You start becoming like, it is like a sponge. Whenever I put, if I decide to put this sponge into clean water or dirty water, it's full of whatever I place that sponge in, and that is your life. Adults, this is not true. <laughs> I'm gonna get on one knee for this. Adults, 
I, I see more adults right now trying to chase cool than I do teenagers. It's crazy to me. Can I tell you something? Nobody's cool. I have discovered the truth of life. If you think you're cool, you're not. Just wait till you have a teenage kid. You're not cool. Once you get to the age of 30, you're no longer cool. See? This is some truth up in here. You know who's, you know what, and we, we, we want to say, I get so annoyed with this, we say, but, but they're just so fun to hang out with, but association brings assimilation. Who you hang with is who you become like. But, but, but they're, they're just so well connected. They're, they're just, they're cool people to be, but, but association brings assimilation. Who you allow your life to be around and in your life is what comes out of your life. And man, it determines in a great deal what you become. The Bible says this, 1 Corinthians 15, 33 through 34, don't be fooled by those who say such things for bad company corrupts good character. Think carefully about what is right and stop sinning. Uh, to me, it's like, stop trying to get away with something you know is wrong. Right? Stop trying to excuse. Hey, I, I know they're not, and, and it's a delicate balance. And, and me and my daughter have been talking about this. As she gets older, I'm like, hey, Charlie, man, you got to reach the world, but you can't be buddies with it. Right? You, you got to reach the world, but you got to be careful who you allow to influence your life and who you're hanging with. And man, Parents, adults, we gotta reach the world, we gotta be found people that find people, but you gotta be careful who you are associating with because association brings assimilation. Proverbs 13, 20, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. I love that it doesn't say become a fool because it's more real than that. It says, associate with fools, and it leads to trouble. I gotta tell you, it's really hard to do right when you're hanging with wrong. It's really hard to do right when you're hanging with wrong. Because association brings assimilation. You become whatever you are hanging out with. And we go back to this whole point, but hear me, the choices you make and the company you keep will define who you become. And compromising who you hang out with, compromising what choices you make, who you associate with, compromising about that, man, you're not being cautious about your steps. You're not being cautious about where you are going. But you're just taking your step and you're going to pay the consequences because things are becoming slippery and compromise is entering your life. So how do you get past compromise? How do you keep compromise from taking hold of your life? This is it. You treat the little as big. You treat the little as big. Some of you are like, that's it? You know, like, you got something more? No, listen to me, you treat the little as big, we minimize what we should maximize and we maximize what we should minimize. We, we, we chase after what we want and we forget about what we really need. 
And for a lot of us, man, we, we just, we, we think, oh, well, that's not a big deal when it's a huge deal. We, we think, oh, who I hang out with isn't a big, no, it's a huge deal. And small things have a tricky and sly way of becoming big things. Oh, it's a great idea. You live in a one-bedroom apartment. It's a, that Great Dane puppy looks so cute. Oh, look at that Great Dane puppy. I'm in a one-bedroom apartment with 250 square feet. And I've been there. I understand. I've lived in a one-bedroom apartment. But you're looking at that Great Dane puppy, and you're like, oh, it's so cute. Here's the funny thing about Great Dane puppies. They don't stay this big. They get this big. They're like a small horse. Why? Because small things have a sly and tricky way of becoming big things, of morphing into big things, and that's life. Man, that's life. And what you think isn't a big deal, hear me, has a funny way of growing into something that is huge. And it alters your life because you minimize what you should maximize. Oh, well, it's just, it's just a lunch meeting. You're minimizing what you should be maximizing. You put some principles and you put some boundaries in your relationship. Well, I'm, just, I'm going somewhere that my parents don't know about. I told them I was going there, but I left my phone here so they can't track me on find my iPhone. And some of you parents are like, that's a great idea. Um, but... You're like, I'm leaving my phone at my friend's house. I'm going there, but what, nothing bad's going to happen. But, you know, I'm not doing anything bad, but my parents will freak out, so it's just better for everybody. But, but you're minimizing what you should be maximizing. That's a big deal. You're compromising. There. You know, it's just, it's just this one, and we want to excuse, and, and Joel told, Joel, of course, who helps with our men's ministry, talked on at one of our men's nights about opening Pandora's box. And when we open it, man, it's hard to shut. And it opens all these other things, and we think, ah, oh, it's no big deal. I can handle it. It's, it's not, hear me, you weren't created to handle it. God hasn't called you to handle it. He's called you to treat the little as big. And if we can treat the little as big, you're gonna find your life, you, you will be living like the prudent, who is cautious about the steps he makes that sees danger ahead and takes action. It says this in Luke chapter 16, verse 10. It says, if you're faithful in little things, and this is talking about the area of finances, if you're faithful in little things, you'll be faithful in large ones. But if you're dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. And if you're untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? And if you're not faithful with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? If you're not able to control the little things, if you just want to minimize the small, if you want to just treat the small like the small instead of treating it like the big things, man, if you're not faithful in the little, if you compromise in the little things, guess what? You're going to compromise in the big things. Songs of Solomon says this. It says, catch all the foxes, those little foxes, before they ruin the vineyard of love, for the grapevines are blossoming. It's, it's saying this, man, catch the small things before it ruins the relationship, it's, it's the small things. You know, most of us know about David and Bathsheba, and I'm, I'm closing with this, I'm, I'm, I'm ending. 
Most of us know about the David and Bathsheba episode that happened in David's life. David saw this woman bathing. She's Uriah's wife. Uriah is one of David's mighty men, mind you. One of his boys that was with him in hiding while he was a fugitive. I mean, think of this. This is one of David's boys. I mean, his men that were with him in the worst time, that, that lived and died and fought for days. I mean, just, this is my king. And this, David sees Bathsheba bathing. And it leads to adultery. It leads to cover-up. It leads to murder. And it leads to it all coming out by a prophet named Nathan who realized what was going on. And we all say, oh, well, you know, it happened when David invited Bathsheba into the palace, or it happened when David saw Bathsheba. But, but there's a key verse in 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 1. It says, in the spring of the year, when kings normally go out to war, David sent Joab and the Israelite army to fight the Ammonites. That's where it happened. A small thing, right? Nobody even thought, oh, well, David's just not where he should be. David should have been with his army. David should have been where kings were and ready to go to war. But instead, he outsourced, he tra- treated the little like it was a small, uh, it's not a big deal, just a small thing. And instead of treating the little as the big, it led to big consequences and destruction. And David turned into an adulterer and a murderer of his best friend. Uriah's out there on the battle lines with his boy, with his friends, fighting for a guy that's in the palace that should have been on the battlefield. And when you and I decide to make choices and we minimize the small and treat them as though they're not big, can I tell you, it puts you in positions that God never intended you to be. And all of a sudden, the small has a tendency to become big. Man, treat the little as big. Be cautious about the steps you're taking because they lead to life or they lead to regret. They lead to promise or they lead to consequence. And he's giving you free reign over the choices you make and the people you hang out with. Don't minimize this morning. Don't minimize this message. Don't let life become slick. But be cautious about the steps you take. Let's, let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for today. And Lord, this morning, I, I, I ask that you would speak to lives and hearts Lord, for some of us, this is a message that's just, it's a great reminder. Lord, for some of us, we've been minimizing for so long that we don't even know what compromise looks like anymore. It's just a daily part, and we open, we popped that top. We open that can. And Lord, it's not that we can't stop. It's just that it's really difficult to stop now. 
But Lord, your word says this, that greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. And so Lord, I pray this morning that we wouldn't go through life just making choices without thinking. That we wouldn't go through life as it says in Hebrews chapter two, verse one, not listening carefully to your word, not listening carefully to the truth, because Lord, if, 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 if we just get caught up living life, we don't listen to the truth real easily. If we just get busy going through life and going through the motions and we're just gonna hang out and there's not gonna be any consequences, that's not truth. And what happens is that we begin to drift away. Lord, there's some of us that we've seen things happen to our friends and we think we're the exception. We think we, we, we've seen things happen to other people and we think we're the exception. But Lord, I pray that this morning we would listen Listen to your truth. We listen carefully to your truth so that we may not drift. And that, Lord, we would take an inside look at the choices we've allowed ourselves to make. We would take an inside look of the people we are associating with because we're going to become just like them. And that, Lord, we wouldn't dismiss it. We wouldn't say it's not a big deal. We wouldn't minimize this moment, but we'd maximize it. And we would treat the little as big so that we can be like the prudent person and see danger ahead and take action. That we would think about the steps that we're taking. Lord, I pray this over us and that we would apply your word today to our lives. It's in Jesus' name I pray. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here today, you say, you know what, Justin, I'm here, and I'm not where I need to be in my relationship with Jesus Christ. We wanna give you an opportunity to change that. Maybe, maybe you're here and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We want to give you the opportunity of a lifetime. And, and hear me, we're not going to embarrass you. We're not going to call you out. We're not going to lead you to another room. I'm going to count to three in just a few moments. And when I do, all I want you to do is raise your hand right where you're seated. And we're going to lead you in a prayer that will change your life. It's that simple. So today, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or maybe you're here and you say, you know what, Justin, I'm just not where I need to be in my relationship with Jesus Christ. And I need to make a change. When I count to three, if you just raise your hand, we're gonna lead you in a prayer. One, two, three. Is there anyone here you say, Justin, that's me. That's me before we go any further in service. There's one hand. Is there anyone else you would join this one individual that raised their hand? You say, Justin, that is me today. There's two hands. Is there anyone else you say, Justin, that is me today and there's a change that I need the Lord to make inside me because I can't fix me. I can't fix me and I need somebody else to do it. Is there anyone else before we go any further in service? If you raise your hand, if you'd please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today and I confess that I have sinned and that I've messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. Jesus, I turn away from the life that I was living 
to grab hold of the life you have for me. I ask that your grace and love would enter my life. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. Can we give these two individuals that raise their hand a huge round of applause? Yeah. Hey, here's what I would tell you. If you raise your hand, this is just the beginning. Because we believe here at Foundation Church, everybody has a next step. No matter how long you've been serving the Lord, you've got a next step that he's